Welcome to Regarding, Regarding, Regarding. Regarding, Regarding. Regarding, Regarding, Regarding. Regarding, Regarding. The podcast where Brad and Adam regard 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 the Mike Nichols and J.J. Abrams film regarding Henry. Jump the gun a little bit, but for the most part, up until the actual moment. Oh, it's moment, great. It's great, Adam. One <laughs> or Seth or ones. whatever your name is. I, I think I've shunned the name Seth now. Yeah, no more Seth for you. There's, I get that. Too much political fan fiction going on for me to comfortably embrace that name. Right. You got to keep it real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't live in these fantasy worlds. Well, no, I mean, reality is is where there's is justice fucked you know, up enough and comeuppances because you know that ain't real. There's justice. It's just... It's slow justice. It's slow. The like, wheels like, like, of justice. Like Texas barbecue. You gotta cook that shit. You can't rush it. There's no. a lot of connective tissue, a lot of connections, a lot of ins, outs, threads in old Duder's head. <laughs> and it's low, slow, possibly slightly moist heat that yeah. breaks those connections down and results <laughs> in some tasty meats. Yes. So I'm laughing, debating okay. whether or not I want to. Uh, it's too out late myself. now. You just gotta dive in. Um, so last week I was going on a very long car trip. Yes. And I, we're I going little, through rural Pennsylvania. Little blips and shizits from from that trip. Yes. And there's like nowhere to really stop to get food or anything. No. And but there was like a kind of like one of these like truck stop type things, big mouths. But they had an Arby's, big like an mouth? Arby's built into it. What's a big mouth? You know, a big mouth. Oh, it's, it's, you mean yeah? You mean a big mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Jesus, yeah, sorry. Big mouth with Arby's in it. God, yeah. No, I like. Sometimes you can you get know. surprised at a big mouth like that. Yeah, you know, not to be confused with yeah other. Like, like uh, other mounts, but I'm talking about a mount. Yeah, and, a mount. Yeah, and and, and an Arby's. It's my bad. And Arby's, it has some, you know, kind of. I guess it's like their seasonal. We got the meats type thing. <laughs> yeah, like the way you this know the way like brought to you by Big Mount and Arby's. Big Mount should really be a sponsor. There's a lot of Big Mounts out there. The we can be driving traffic. I'm gonna make it to them. It. Yeah, let's contact them. But. Oh, so yeah, I stopped at the Arby's, mm. and um, yeah, so there happened some kind of like Texas barbecue special thing. I guess kind of like how McDonald's has the McRib, but only for like 
a couple months or whatever. Sure. I mean, it's this a is lot how of work I imagine to, this is right. They to have paint like, those grill lines on there. Yes. Every time you make a fucking McRib. Yeah. So they had some kind of like Texas barbecue sandwich, like assorted types. Probably some sort of meat on meat extravaganza. Yeah. So I got one. Okay. And it was really good. Yeah, it can be really, those big mouths can be good. You know, I haven't had Texas barbecue in like a year and a half. Last time I was in Texas. And this was better. And I was like, I'm not going to say it was better, but I'm going to like, you know, this can hold me over. Arby's is all right. I don't really need to fly down to Austin and get some barbecue. I'll just get Arby's here at the truck stop. Is it the Smokehouse Brisket, Brad? It's like 99%. You know, I don't remember what it was called, but... Come on, it's the smokehouse. I looked well, up well, Arby's Texas Barbecue. I did not get the brisket. I got something else. And it had I mean, it, bacon. It says right here, 13 hours. That's how long our brisket sits in a smoker filled with hickory smoke. At Arby's? That's what they say. Wow, well, see, there you go. They're qu- Arby's quality meat there. They have a little video. They're executive chef. Neville, come on. <laughs> Watch our executive <laughs> chef, Neville Craw. Explain what makes a good smoked brisket? Neville Craw? Like he's the Craw Daddy? Yeah. You know, maybe I've never really had good brisket. Like, I don't even know really what brisket is. Hmm. Well, it's a like, cut of beef. Well, I get that, but I mean, like, experientially. Like, I think the first time I ever had brisket was, again, in Texas, I don't know, four years ago, something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of my trips down there, I was like, you know, oh, you got to get barbecue. It's like, oh, we'll pick your meats. And it's like, oh, you got to get the brisket. I was like, all right, yeah, brisket. I always hear a brisket. Like, I know the word. Like, oh, yeah, brisket. Oh, it's a brisket. Okay, give me the brisket. Yeah, a lot of people know the word. But, like, I was like, that was easily my least favorite thing. Was it sliced? It was, like, it was sliced. It was, like, dry. Okay. Yes. It was um, very dry. And then I tried it a second time. Next time I got by, I was like, well, maybe that was just the wrong thing or a bad day. And I got, I was like, okay, yeah, give me the brisket. Everyone's always like, oh, brisket. Yeah, give me the brisket. I was like, this is like, again, my least favorite of all the meats there. I was just like, yeah, it's just kind of like dry and nondescript. Yeah, you got bad brisket. Compared Um, to like the ribs or the, uh, I don't know, anything else. Ribs are easy. Not easy. Not easy. But like. There is a methodology to ribs where as long as you're careful and you go low and slow and cook ribs and they fall apart and they got nice smoke and it's easy. Yeah. Uh, chicken can be the same way. Yes. That can get dry, but, you know, y- you can still, like, dress it up enough to where it's delicious. Um, what else do they do? Their sausages, you know, easy enough. But a brisket, in my experience, both... Cooking and smoking meats. A beef brisket is the hardest. A barbecue beef brisket now, mm-hmm. is the hardest cut of meat to cook successfully. Um, now, you you can do it if you decide to, like, shred your brisket. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, it's in small enough pieces where... Even if you overcook it, the dryness isn't, like, paramount. It's not the paramount um, emotion that you're experiencing. Emotion is right, but, you know, food can be an emotional experience. Yeah. 
Um, but sliced brisket in particular, like since smoking is low and slow, it's really hard. You know, ideally you want your beef to be like anywhere from 125 to 135 degrees, 140 maybe. Maybe you get up to 140 degrees, anything beyond that. And you're in like well done and ketchup territory. Right. So you're going to put a hunk of beef on the smoker. It's designed to sit there for a really long time. It gets really hard to like walk that line between like, I want it to be on here a long time, but I don't want it to overcook because it'll be dry because the smoker, like lowest temperature the smoker is going to be at is like 185. And you want your meat to be like 140 at worst. So that's a problem, you know? And a lot of people smoke at like 225. So it's like shit. And, you know, I've read extensively about how to cook the brisket and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I haven't been able to do it. I can do every other thing, I think. Well, have you ever had the right brisket? I have. Okay. And it, it's juicy, and it kind of falls apart, and it's great. Yeah, but it's I've not never something, had that. It's not something I usually get, though, because as you're describing, the experience is usually suboptimal. Right. Because it's really difficult. And plus, if they're serving a high volume of it, like it's sitting in a tray under a warming lamp or something. <laughs> right, exactly. Which if is it's why, Arby's brisket. You never well, no, know. Maybe, no, Arby's brisket is sliced really thinly. And it's probably in, like, a brine. It's just sitting there warming in, a, like, a salty yeah. solution. And it's probably delicious. Well, they probably, through their, you know, ruthless corporate efficiency mechanized process, you know, this head chef, right? Like, he's determined all the right parameters. And they're he all has followed. Name, exactly. Brad. Arby's probably, maybe that's the best place to go for brisket right now. He has a name. Craw, something craw. Mr. Craw to you, but yes, Neville Craw. Neville Craw, yeah. So Neville Craw figured this stuff out. So, you know, maybe I should have ordered the brisket. But again, like I mentioned, my kind of confusion around brisket and the fact that I've always had these suboptimal experiences, I was just like, brisket. I mean, I I guess, you know, you've kind of set me straight. But before this, if you said brisket, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I like that. It just means kind of like some cut of beef that's served like really dry. I don't know why people like it. Yeah, no, nobody likes that. Right. But it's it's you know, it's like a it's a risk analysis. We were talking about earlier. It's hey, you know what? You know what I got? I'm remembering now. All right. They had like three or four different options. It wasn't just the smokehouse brisket. But the one I got was um, it had chicken and then like a bacon on top. Smoke Mountain sandwich. Yeah, maybe that was what that's how they branded it. But it was the bacon that had that. What for for, for in my, um, you know, childlike mind when it comes to to barbecue, right? My my ignorance here of it. And people from down south can write in and, and tell me how much of an idiot I am. But No, I think they like it. There's nothing people from the south like more than putting cheddar cheese on their brisket. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the bacon on that 
had that, what I'm going to just call that Texas barbecue flavor. Okay. Whatever that that is, that magic that it has, it like had that. It's like 87 years of smoke buildup in their smoke right. pit. Well, and, that is. and and Neville Craw went and like sampled it with a little like swab, okay. like swab, swab, swab off the smoker, right? And, and they took made that like to a, the lab and they're like, how can we mass produce this? Like find what the chemicals are. We'll break a factory and just make like huge jugs of this stuff that we can just like pour into the yeah into the he, machines he made a here smoke in Arby's. Mother out of it. Yeah, and know? they're like a giant okay. like vis- viscous like orb smoke mother. Exactly. So I I I had I I suckled a bit at the smoke mother and it was it was good. I mean that that's my confession that I'm comparing Arby's smoke mountain sandwich. To like Texas barbecue. I'm not offended by that at all. Um, I'm sure we'll get some, you know, blowback about this, but I'm not offended by that at all. I'm not that big a fan of Texas barbecue, to be honest with you. It's a little too dry for me. It's a very dry barbecue they do. Well, maybe that's the issue with my brisket. I mean, I wouldn't describe the other. I don't mean the like the juiciness of the meat the meat can still be juicy okay but like it's just a dry rub it's dry oh you want like sauces on it is what you're saying i do like a sauce okay the sauce doesn't have to be on it but i like there to be a braising element to the preparation of the meats so that it becomes a little more folly off the bony right well the stuff i had down at in texas was definitely fall off the bony well, those were the ribs, though. Well, yeah, those were the ribs. Those were the only meats that had bones on it, really, that I and had. Chicken, chicken didn't have bones in it. Well, I don't know that I had chicken. Didn't have the chicken. Okay. Maybe I did. I mean, you know, again, maybe it was I've gone chicken. there maybe five times, five or six times, and I've had barbecue maybe on average more than once for each of those trips. So it was hard to keep track of everything I had and didn't have. And I don't even know. You just kind of like give me that like oh there's like here's the menu and it's like just give me the platter that has like everything on it because I just want to try it. It's like okay here you go. It's like a giant plate full of meats mm-hmm. with a single slice of white bread on top, and I'm like all right sounds good. I doubt they give you a single slice of white bread. They usually give you about half a loaf per serving. Well, maybe it depends on where. So maybe I am your, thinking your fancy Texas place. Yeah, You're I mean in the fancy area. I, I've gone to some places that where the Texans say that you're an idiot for going there. That's like the worst fucking place to go. And I have also gone to the places where they're like, yes, no, this is like the place to go. Granted, it's where all the tourists go, but that's because it's the best place. So go yeah, there. I mean. I don't know. I have a lot to say about this. First of all, are you sure it was the Smoke Mountain sandwich? No. All I know is it had chicken and bacon. What else was well, on the Smoke Mountain sandwich? Well, the Smoke Mountain sandwich, which is only available for a limited time, thank right. you to our sponsor, Arby's, has a star-cut bun. So did you notice if it was a star-cut bun? I, I can't say I noticed. All right. Barbecue sauce. Crispy onions. You have those on there? Uh, Little crunchy bits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Smoked cheddar cheese. Smoked Probably. brisket. 
smoked no. chicken breast. No. It wasn't. No? I don't think there was any brisket on what I had. Maybe there was. I didn't realize it. It just looks like fucking ham. Yeah, nothing that looked like ham was on my thing. Well, and then there was pork belly, so that's where I was going with this. It wasn't bacon, it was pork belly. No, that's not what I had. I, I, well, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I I'm, only see smokehouse brisket, smoke mountain sandwich, smokehouse pork belly sandwich, and smokehouse chicken. Maybe it was the smokehouse chicken. It was the smokehouse chicken. That's what I had. Well... I mean, I said I had the chicken. Why are you... Well, the other ones had the... Yeah, because you're comparing it to Texas barbecue, but like this right. is just chicken and bacon. But the bacon. Oh Jesus, Brad! <laughs> I'm telling you, they added the Texas flavor to it, which was that little swab. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I. I it didn't make me want to go back and order like the pork belly. I hear you. I, I was wanna, with I you. was too embarrassed to go back and order a second meal. You Be like, yeah, I'm having a second <sighs> meal, guys. No, you do it all at once. Right. You get the chicken sandwich, and then you get whatever you actually want. The chicken sandwich is your appetizer, and then you eat your actual thing. Or you just get, like, you know, the regular old shitty roast beef cheddar, whatever. That's your appetizer, and then you get your actual thing. But, like, the little dab of smoke mother that he put on the bacon, that's not enough. I really... Like I was giving you the benefit well, the chicken of the it's seasoned and pit smoked for four hours in a real smokehouse. See, that's the other thing, chicken. It's cooked for four hours, but it's cooked, you know, at a way higher temperature than you know chicken is gonna be delicious at. So it's just kind of crazy that balancing act you have to work there. Yeah, and I think the smoke does help that. Well, fuck, I want some Arby's now. Yeah, me too. There is an Arby's by my work. I had to stop following um, Nihilist Arby's. It was bringing me down for some reason. Okay. I thought it was because it was just making you crave Arby's. Well, it was doing that that. too, and I didn't want that. But it was also, it really did sort of bring me to the edge a little bit. Parody fast food accounts can do that. Yeah, and then you look over. You look over the edge, and it's like, what's down there? Who it's like you, you're gone out past the stew. You're at the edge of the bowl. Edge of the bowl. There's what is there? Asparagus? Can't see it. You, it's darkness. You peer over the edge of the bowl and then you just have like, yeah, you don't want to do that. You I don't want to actually all... leave the stew universe. Like it's one thing no. to be in the stew and navigating some little potato pieces. It's a whole other thing to leave the stew universe. Fuck that. Fuck that. Man, it's not, we are not creatures who are designed to exist in that sort of environment. Right. I mean, there's probably no big mouths out there at all. No big mouths, no brisket, dry or otherwise. Uh, It's, you know, it's like a scene from Twin Peaks season three. I'm not sure which one. I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it, but like pick a bad one and it's like that. And you don't want to be in those situations. No. Neville Craw, Brad. Neville Craw. Neville Craw. Neville Craw! Don't you ever, ever craw. Neville Craw. Because it sounded like never. Oh, Neville I, Craw. Yeah, don't, I get it. don't you ever craw. You know, if you were thinking about crawing, would you do it? I get it. Would you do it, Brad? 
All right, when you come down here, we're going to Arby's then. We'll All right, the yes. Yeah. Get some real Texas barbecue. Yes. Check that on the thing in my checker. I'm making a note of it right now. Real Texas barbecue. Courtesy of Arby's and Neville Craw. BBQ. Courtesy of Arby's. Art. 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 Try to pronounce this word real quick. Ready? Ready. Capital A R B T Y semicolon S. <laughs> Arbtees. Okay. You know, that's where okay. we could that's where we could uh, you know, we could create a rival uh Texas smokehouse <laughs> fast food chain. Arbtees. Ease. Is there a pause? Does the semicolon indicate a pause? I don't well, you know what? That that's that debate will lead us to viral fame. It's going to fuel the conversation. Yes. Well, boy, we've got a lot to cover in this episode, so we better get into it. Yes. I, we have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. If we're going to be regarding, 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 regarding Henry. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I was going off your list here. Yeah, I think I think are. I hit I think I hit them all and did not overshoot by any. I don't think you did. I think I got the think exact got amount. It. I think so. The exact right amount. Yes. So what is the spirit of regarding 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 Henry? Well, I would it's, say yeah, go on. Well, I was just going to say I think the spirit of it is um it's ancient. It's an ancient spirit. Yes. It's an ancient spirit of danglers on lightsabers. Could be. Um, um, it could be. Brain injuries. Brain injuries. It could caviar be. Caviar buckets. Um, the influence of the ancient Greeks on modern times. Could be that as well. Could be. Gruesome you know, sports injuries. Could be meats. Could be meats. It could be common last names of the world. Could be Ritz crackers. Get this man some Ritz crackers already. What's a man got to do to get some Ritz crackers around here? Trident, Brad. Trident. Tri Trident. You mean like the like fork that the Neptune uses? Huh? No, the gum. What? The Wait, gum. Trident is a gum? Trident. 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 I, that's, that does sound kind of familiar to me. Trident gum. Trident. Trident. <laughs> dent try. Three dents. Trident. Someone got mad. Dent try. They rammed your car. Didn't slough off enough of the anger. Rammed your car again. One more little poop. Three dents. But, but if you think gum. about, okay, the trident as like the kind of like spear with three points. Well, I've killed a man with a trident before, but. But the trident really only has two dents. Like there's three pokers, but there's two dents. There's like two spaces. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, I so do. So it's really like a by dent. If by dent we mean dent. The, em the emptiness. Yeah. Yeah. The Greek god of the sea, Poseidon, is known for carrying around his three pointed trident. The American Chicle Company developed the first sugar-free gum that had three 
enzymes in it that supposedly fought off cavities. Oh, there so we go. So they alluded back to the trident because it had three points, and it was used for battle. Against cavities. Against cavities. You know? Smart. You've got to fuck those cavities up, man. I yeah. don't know why I'm looking at this. That, that, that marketing branding, you know, that branding there, that was for a, a different era when people were, were smarter and had more time to think about this. Like today, they would just call it Gundam. battle cavities or something. Hubba Bubba, you know, something stupid. Hubba Bubba. Bubble. Wait, what is it? It's bubble gum. All right, let's call it bubble. Is it, does it taste good? Yeah. Is it yummy? Yeah. Bubble yum. Bubble yum. Bubble? Yum. Bubble. Yum bubble. Yum bubble. Bubble yum. Bubble yum. Bubble yum. Yum Bubble, 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 yum, 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 bubble, 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 yum, 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 bubble, bubble, yum. So you can reverse it and it be start doing cool little things with it. Bubble, bubble, yum, bubble, 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 yum, bubble, yubble, bum, trident, 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 yubble, big mouth, mouth, big, big mouth. Big mouth trident, big mouth trident, bubble yum, yubble 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 bum bum trident, trident Midas bubble yum trident trident bubble dust, tust, tust. <laughs> don't get the tust involved. Jesus I Christ. hate don't, when you get the tust on the gum. Don't, especially if it's dent try. Then I'm don't like, don't even Ugh. go there. Yeah. I don't even like talking about getting the tusk. There's one way to fucking ruin your Arby's Texas barbecue. It's with tusk. Tell me about it. That's happened more times than I care to remember. I had to throw away an entire platter full of curly fries one time. Mm, Yeah. It's in a dumpster in a back alley. See, I was going to get the pork belly, but it said now with extra tusk. And I was like, fuck it. Fuck that shit. It's going to go with the chicken. It gives you headaches, too. Even if you do get it, it's delicious, but it's like, fuck. It gives you fucking headaches. Smokehouse brisket. Um, Four hours for chicken, huh? Seems like they're overdoing it. Uh, The evil eye. So in modern culture, the evil eye still exists. The evil dates back to classical Greece. People believe that if someone gave you the evil eye, you are cursed. You can buy these pendants that protect you from the evil eye. So anyone could just kind of curse anyone else. It seems pretty, like, it casual. It was like the Wild West of giving out curses. Yeah. Like, like I'm just going to look at you with a, with a, with a kind of, like, you know, emotionally, like, 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 kind of, uh. Scathing? Scathing eye. Scathing and now eye. you are fucked up. You are fun unless you have protection. Right. You can get little pendants. It's like the whole, you know, arms race of the 5th century BC going on here. It just seems like you should have to do, like, some training, maybe get a license. 
Exactly. To be throwing around some evil eyes. Evil you know, eye just... control wasn't very important in the uh, Athen- Athenian Athens uh, Senate well, there. I mean, I think they were trying to deregulate it. You know, they didn't want to be too controlling over everything. Right. Um, but yeah, that evil eye culture of the third to fifth century. Is it BC? Yubble bum? BC. Bubble C. <laughs> See bubble. Whoa, um, so have you ever gotten the evil eye? Or had any encounters with that? Uh, so are we differentiating between <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody looking at me in an unflattering way? Well, and I guess actual what, evil, like all caps, or at least first letter caps, evil eye. I think all level, all, all capital E, evil eye. I don't know. Like, I remember hearing that growing up. Yeah, you don't want like, to get the evil eye. My grandmother might be like, oh, they gave me the evil eye. Right. Fuck, now I'm cursed. Bradley, get in here. Let me transfer it to you. Get this curse off me now. You little shit. <laughs> Your grandmother was such a bitch. <laughs> well, she had so many fucking curses to deal yeah, I don't with. Blame her. I mean, who you, can you, blame you, her? Who really? can blame her? Exactly. How would you get the curse off her? I just have to scrub it down. Oh, man. Steel wool on a stick. Yeah, bristle brush. Mm-hmm. Hard bristle brush. Yeah, fuck. But that better be a 10-foot long stick. You don't want There's that more stuff like, rubbing off. Yeah, I think it was only like six. That's all you had, huh? So. Fuck. Yeah. But. Uh, well, you just be careful then. You don't want splashing up on yeah. you. I just remember, yeah, growing up, like a couple instances of hearing about the evil eye, like. That seems weird to me in retrospect, because that doesn't seem like something I'd expect to hear, like, from my family. But I feel like the evil eye was, like, kind of a thing in the back of my mind growing up, like a thing that could happen. Well, I feel like, how many times have you seen Inland Empire? Just the once. Still just the once. Bravo. Triumph of the arts. Triumph of the arts, yep. Just that Um, once. Well, you know... A good portion of that movie takes place in Eastern Europe. Okay. Um, do you remember the scene in the car? And, like, it's the one of the two most upsetting scenes in that movie to me. There's not much to it, really. They're just, it's like nighttime. They're parked on the side of a road. They're in a car. And it's a guy there, and he's like, I don't know if he's cursing Laura Dern or if it's somebody else. Jern? Jern? But he's like, he's got his finger out. He's pointing and like, he's like cursing the person. And his finger's moving around and kind of pointing and jabbing like, and maybe it's in a little fast motion and it's kind of dark. It's just really weird. But I felt like that was sort of giving the evil eye, but there was a finger component to it. Right. Too. Well, I mean, I think for the true evil eye, I mean, you can't just do it with your eye. I mean, maybe if you're like a, fifth level master right it's not just about the eye but there has to be some kind of like maybe incantation a little finger gesturing going on and that's totally what this was there's finger gesturing there's incantation like under the breath almost it's just like what the fuck is that and i think that was the evil eye my point though is that i think that was in poland and there's a lot of Uh, polish people in hazelton right well, and so, my, my grandmother was Polish, so... Well, there you go. So there you go. So maybe it's not that weird that, you know, there's some evil eye in your family lore. 
I guess, I guess not. Pervasive. I'll have to check up with my mom on this and get You're back to, to you. you have to check in. Yeah, check We're in. we have to do a revisit on this. All right, I'll And be like, mom, was there like, when I was growing up, when I was little, like, I remember like evil eyes were kind of being thrown around here and there. Like, what was the story there? Mm-hmm. I think we need to know. Mm-hmm. Bradley, it's time you knew the truth. Come down here into the basement. Grab the six-foot-long stick on your way down and the Brillo pad. So what else from uh, ancient Greece do we still deal with today? Anything else? That's probably it, the evil eye. I think that's it, except for Aegis Business Solutions Limited. Aegis was the shield carried by Zeus or Athena to protect them from danger in Greek mythology. Okay. Insurance companies protect their clients from disaster, so makes sense. There we go. Ajax Cleaner. Mm. He was a tough soldier in Greek mythology, the grandson of Zeus. So you know he means business. Never needed any help from the gods when he was in battle. Ajax the Cleanser is supposedly, quote, stronger than dirt, end quote. Apollo Theater, Mercury Carpenter. Well, Ajax, is that not what uh, Henry read when he first started reading? He ran into the kitchen. He's like, I can read. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, look, Ajax. I I think so. It all just comes together, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like an Elton John song. Mm -hmm. Come together right now over me. Fuck. Does he? Is he reading an Ajax or is it like Mr. Yes, it is Ajax. I looked it up. Here it is. Henry regarding henryquotes.com. What'd you look up though? Regarding Henry Ajax? Regarding Ajax, but here it is. Time. <laughs> 57 minutes 40 seconds. Well, you can go right to it. Yep. And I can't it's like taken over my browser window in some kind of horrible malware way and I can't fucking read it. But Oh, you know, it's here like it the is. good old days, you know. I can read. He can read. A Ajax, Ajax. This is Ajax. Yes, it is. I can read. I can read. That's the script. That's that's the the quote here on this. Uh, yeah, fifty seven minutes forty four seconds in regarding Henry, nineteen ninety one. This is. I can read. I'm there, Sarah. I can read. I can read. Um. Um. A. Ajax. This is Ajax. He's squeezing it out onto the breasts of the cleaning woman, too. Right, right. Jesus. A simpler time. Yes, it was. Ajax. (laughs) But he went from, like, I mean, I think we talked about this. I mean, I guess he just went, you know, it was all in there, maybe. He just had to break through the barrier because he kind of went from, like, really struggling to sound out basic words to just being like, I can read. Ajax! Yeah. Computer! It may have been Nucleic a little... Con- acid! It may have been a little contrived. A little. Chlorofluorocarbons! Whoa! I can read! Yeah, they may have, like... I think J.J. Abrams may have taken some liberties with the script. Little shortcuts. But you know, little it was shortcuts. a shortcut in service to the story. How does so it's the fine with me. relate to story? It's all about the story. Yeah. Ajax will tell you that. Anybody will tell you that. It all starts with a good Ajax. Uh, Let's see. Are there there any other ways where um, ancient Greek 
technology, nautical or otherwise, influences today's popular culture well, or I've, business I culture? know I've been known to enjoy good astrolabe from time to time. Well, who hasn't? I know. Me too. I go down to the corner there by the 7-Eleven, kind of huff my way around the back, and it's like, yo, man, you got any good astrolabe laying around? It's like, shit, man, you cop. It's like, no, I just need some astrolabe. What's astrolabe, Brad? <laughs> it's like uh, you, 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 you kind of like look through it and find the stars and then figure out like angles and shit and you can figure out like where you are and where you're heading at night. Um, it's good to use if you're like on a boat. Uh, astrolabe? You know, I'm thinking of a different, you know, I got this confused with a different, uh, what is it? Well, yeah, you, you know. Is this, an astrolabe is actually much simpler. I got this confused with like what you see later on. A sextant. Yeah, maybe that. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Maybe, yeah. No, an astrolabe, yeah, you don't look through it, kind of. Well, I don't know if you look. Do you look through us? I guess you look through a sextant, yeah. Yeah. No, here, an astrolabe is an elaborate inclin, inclino, in, inclinometer. You got it. It measures inclination. Inclinometer. An inclinometer measures inclination. Yeah. You use it to, and, you, and specifically... It was used to measure the inclined position in the sky of a celestial body, day or night. How but do you it, spell inclinometer? I... I can read! Inclinometer! Inclinometer! There you go. Is it... it it's in, I, inclin, like incline, inclin, inclin, and then o-meter. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was... Uh, I put an o in place of the second i initially... Just as a word, that seemed right. But then I was like, well, no, it's inclination. So yeah. it's an I. Not an astrolabe proper. The Mariner's astrolabe was rather a graduated circle with an alidade used to measure vertical angles. But this is not nautical. In the 16th century, the instrument was also called a ring. That's a lot easier to say. If I had my druthers, that's what I'd call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Druthers. Druthers, Brad. Yeah, druthers. I got druthers. some druthers. Come on. Come on. Druthers. You know, the singular form druther is used with the same meaning, but much more rarely. <laughs> you could just say druther. If I had my druther... If I've got my druthers, I druther not. Druther? Brother. Thirdra. Hydra. Thirdra. Mother? Shother. Druther. This double formation was popularized by the American cartoonist Al Cap. Oh, my God. Just reading Wikipedia in the long-running Lil Abner comic strip. There's so much I don't know, like little Abner comic strip, you know? Yeah. I just... Well, the little Abner thing, so like, did you ever go to, uh, I mean, you must have done this. I'm just going to say no. I'm just going to say no. Well, you must do have. anything. You must have done this, Never though. done anything, Brad. Gone to uh, Universal Studios Orlando. Yeah, And their Isles okay. of Adventure. I did do that. 
um, Isles of Adventure. Were there Druthers there? Did you have to have there Druthers wasn't, to get in? Abner was there. What the fuck is Little I don't really know. That's what really confuses me. Because like so, so they have. I mean, the I Isles see here it's a musical. Little app. There's a musical and a comic strip, right? But I don't know. No fucking know what it is. I don't know anything about no musical, bro. Uh, okay. I mean, just look at Wikipedia. We gotta talk about something. So anyway, what, what, what? It's at Universal Studios in Orlando. Well, yes, just I have Universal been there. Universal Studios. It always confuses me when I go there. It's not the like, same thing as Little Abner. You it's know? cool. It's an amusement park. One's a comic strip. One's an amusement park. One is called Universal Studios. The other is called Lil Abner. Right. That's his rap name. Oh, shit. Wow. Universal Studios' rap name is Lil Abner. Yes. Okay. I think I'm getting it now. There you go. But how did you get tipped off to that when you were there? Well. did They, te- they didn't tell you. Well, no. You can go on YouTube and check out Universal Studios rapping. Did At you least beat the it out of, of adventure. Did you just grab one of them and beat it out of At night, it just becomes sentient <laughs> and starts rapping. It's like 400 acres. Of pure rap? Of 400 acres. Fuck. Raps at you. Jesus Christ. I'm going to have nightmares about that. Like, it could be awesome... If they're if they're on their game, you know, and it's not with ill intent, four hundred acres of rap could be good. I'm just gonna put that yeah. out there, but it could also be terrifying. I mean, there are some aggressive next level beats, mm-hmm. not unlike the triangle that mm-hmm. was roaming Philadelphia, but they're not. They're never. While they are aggressive, they're never belligerent. If that makes any sense. It's a fine line. That is a fine line. But they manage to stay on the right side of the line. And Are by they, they I mean it. Universal Studios Isles of Adventure. Is it ill-tempered? A.K.A. Lil Abner. Yeah, is it ill-tempered, though? No, I don't think so. I think it's fine, then. I think I could deal. All right, Universal Studios rap name. So Lil yeah. Abner, add that to the list, yeah. Nas initially went by the nickname Kid Wave before adopting his more commonly known alias of Nasty Nas in the late 1980s. Late, late 1980s? He met up with producer Large Professor. This is AD, homie. And went to the studio where Rakim and Cool G Rap were recording their albums. Wait, Nas was recording in the 80s? You know, Nas played in the town where I live currently? Like downtown, town, like very near where you came for the, the book deal. Well, I guess Naz. I mean, he was laying down the tracks when we were in college, and that was like yeah, 1995. So the early 80s was just six years earlier. He was born in 73. I mean, he yeah. was a young shit to be right. laying down some sick beats in the 80s. Well, that must have been. He would have been what, like 17. As a teenager, Naz enlisted his best friend and upstairs neighbor. Oh, man, that's a lot of vertical lines. Willie Illwill Graham. I mean, if you think about that written out, that is a lot of vertical lines. That is a lot of vertical lines. One, two, three, four, five. Well, I'll tell you this about vertical lines. I got a story about that. Seven vertical lines. Okay. 
just three vertical lines, but it confused me for a long time. Yeah, because this is seven vertical lines. And again, seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself with an embarrassing story, just like my Arby's barbecue. Seven minute abs, Brad. But the Beastie Boys album that had "Fight for Your Right to Party" called "License to Ill," mm-hmm. like a takeoff on the James Bond "License to Kill," "License to Ill." Right. But it just confused me because on MTV, when I would have the caption, like the font, the capital I. And the lowercase l were the same. So it just looked like license to Roman numeral three. And for the longest time, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, what does that mean? And it's I would license. hear people even say, like, oh, license to ill. License and I would to be trident. Like, Why does Roman numeral three pronounced ill? It's a I don't trident. get it. A trident means ill will because you're trying to kill, kill, ill Got somebody. Got it. But you were just young and stupid. You didn't know. Yes. License to three. License to three. I mean, I knew that was wrong, but I was like, right. what does it mean? Like, why does oh. it say that? Is it an error in, like, the 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 the, the title machine that adds the little, like, oh. you know, you know, because whenever they'd play a video, you know, you'd always have that little thing in the corner that would be, like, the, the, the name of the song in quotation marks, then, like, the artist, and then the name of the album, and then the record company, right? I mean, actually, I think it might have been name of artist first. It would say, like, Beastie Boys, and then in quotes, fight, you've got to fight, parentheses, for your right to, to party. party. And then quote. the album. Then it would say, license to three. three right? Then it would say, and like, Arista Records or whatever the Columbia hell record Re- yeah, label yeah. after that. They'd put that, like, on every video in the beginning and end. I, like, I have so many of those that still bedevil me to this day. Like, things I didn't understand that I'm still figuring out. Like, oh, like, Rick Rolling, you know? Right. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna blah, blah, blah. It wasn't until... I, we're just talking about the same shit over and over again. I'm sure I've told this story before, but I can't remember. I told my wife. You might know her name's Leslie, but it wasn't until that became a thing, the Rick rolling, that I realized that, in fact, the lyrics were not, and then I'm going to give you up, and then I'm going to run around and desert you, and then I'm going to whatever, blah, 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 Right. And hurt you. And then you I'm going to do a, this, this horrible thing. a brutal thing. song. A brutal son of a bitchin' asshole song. And like, he put it to this cheery melody. Right. This guy is a real. He's like, I'm going to fuck you fuck. over. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I'm going to leave you deserted. Then I'm going to do this horrible thing. Then I'm going to do that horrible thing. I'm going to do all the horrible things that you can't imagine just to make you feel like shit. And that's how the song went. I'm like. It's catchy as fuck, but man, that is brutal. It wasn't until Rick Rowling came along, I was like, wait a minute, he's saying never going to do any of those. That changes the entire right. meaning. It turns it all around. Seriously. But you know, you gotta be careful with your phrasing. Well, you know. You know, Rick Astley. It goes through development. People listen to it. Like, did nobody ever point out that that was a possibility? To, that some people could misconstrue it and mishear it? Not misconstrue, but mishear it? 
And by mishearing it, then they misconstrue it. Right. One leads to the other. Right. I misconstrued it for decades. And I was like, what the fuck? Here all along, I thought this guy, who honestly, let's face it, he seems like a nice enough man. Right? Right, Gasly? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe we shouldn't say this. In the current climate, (laughs) like, tomorrow it's going to be like... You know, all the horrible things you can imagine. Rick Astley cuts people up into tiny pieces. But yeah, he seems nice enough. But I grew up thinking he was a royal son of a bitch. Bragging about all these terrible things he was going to do to women. <coughs> mm-hmm. I mean, at least yep. I got a reaction, I guess. No, oh, you got Yeah. <laughs> Killer reaction. But anyway, I'm like discover these misconceptions I've had or these like confusions like like because back in the day like even just things as simple as sticking with Rick Astley type shit like lyrics of songs Mm -hmm. there was nowhere you couldn't if unless you owned the album and the band was kind enough to put all of the lyrics to the songs in the liner notes you, there was no way right. you could determine what the fuck these people were saying. Yes. You just had to listen and try to fucking figure it out. Right. And it's not easy. It's not It's easy. not even easy till now. They take little, you know, liberties with pronunciations to try to, like, flex things around and make it work in the song. So, you know, understanding... Or being able to discern what the actual word is isn't always the priority. So it's like, what the fuck are you saying? But at least now you can just look it up. And there's like 647 websites that just write out all the lyrics. And most of them just copy it from each other. But you can get like different sources and most of the time suss out what the actual lyrics are. Right. You know, use your little mind. And uh, sort out the threads, ins and outs. But back then you couldn't do it. And that's happening to me constantly. Not just with song lyrics, but little confusions I've had. Like, why is it called License to Three? Sometimes it'll just occur to me because I've seen it over and over since then. And I'm not like 12 years old anymore. So I'm not a doofus as much as I used to. Or more in some ways, but... You know, not as much in other ways. So I'm like, oh shit, right. So here's a, that a weird misheard lyric. Pizza that I burning. Have. I'm, ne- I'm never gonna be your pizza burning. Don't want to be your pizza burning. But it has kind of a twist because I don't think anyone knows what the lyric is. Is this uh, a Elton John or David Bowie song? No, this okay. is the Fugees. So this isn't like an early impression. This was like in college, right? Still difficult to look things up, though. Yes. Well, I never really tried to look it up then, but like, right. And I, I, I may mention even on this thing recently. Like, I've been, I've put this album, the Fugees, their one and only album, the score, back in heavy rotation listening. I just oh, re- recently you have? Yes, I just love this album, and. uh but there's a verse in Ready or Not. It's Wyclef's verse, and he says... Wyclef is the shit, man. 
But no, don't weep. Wyclef's in a state of sleep, thinking about the robbery that I did last week. Money in the bag. Banker looked like a drag. I want to play from here to Baghdad. I'm like, what's in there? I don't know. That familiar with this song. Does he actually go? No. So the thing puts in there. So as in my. So here's the thing that doesn't make any sense. Right. Like like. But my mind put in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I love this shit. It kind of makes sense. Right. Sure. I want to play Italicus from here to Baghdad. Wait, you got to rewind a little bit. Let me get into the flow. All right. And then work that. Go back a little bit. Um, I don't know how far back to go, but fine. But no, don't weep. Wyclef's in a state of sleep. Think yeah, about hey, the robbery. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, don't just say it, though. Like, get into no, it. No, I can't get into it. I'm not going to do that. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to, man. Not crazy, just, but like, at least hit the beats with it. That's right. all I'm saying. Well, I kind of am hitting the, the rhythm a little bit. Do a little better. No, I can do the beats, but okay. But no, don't weep. Wyclef's in a state of sleep, thinking about the robbery that I did last week. Money in the bag. Banker looked like a drag. I want to play Italicus from here to Baghdad. I mean, it fits right in there. I now, think that's my yeah. Italicus, right? Now, what is yeah. Italicus? Well. Italicus <laughs> It's was, a different. And this is why my mind put this in, because it was like a nonsense the silver version of Metallica. Italicus is it's their dad. <laughs> is Bruce Campbell's character from Hercules: The Legendary Journey, who was the like master of thieves. So it kind of makes sense. He's talking about doing a robbery. He's saying from here to Baghdad. Which, granted, Baghdad's not. It's part of the ancient world. It's not really like ancient Greece, but you know, close enough. Kind of. It's like. Yeah, it's in there. You know, it's in there. So I'm like, okay. Like, in my mind, it just made that. But now, just recently, when I'm listening to it, I'm like, I know that can't be what he's fucking saying. Right. I think at the time, I was like, well, maybe Italicus is actually like a Greek figure, maybe from mythology or something. And that's why it was in Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. So he's not necessarily like, like relating to the Kevin Sorbo show, but he's just relating to Greek mythology, you know. Um. <laughs> did you see Kevin Sorbo? I did. That show? Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Hey, wasn't that on the WB? It was in. It was in first run syndication. Is that a contemporary of Xena Warrior Princess? Yes. Xena Warrior Princess was a spinoff from Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. See, now I understand. Okay. Okay. And Bruce Campbell was in that? Yeah, Bruce Campbell. He was in both shows because they both took place in the same continuity. Yeah. I don't fucking know anything, you know? I don't know anything. Well, it was a Sam Raimi produced show. So, of course, they put, put Kevin Sorbo in there. Are you shitting me? Yeah, and Kevin and and Did Sam Raimi's brother, it's like a lookalike for him was in there too. He played uh, a lookalike to Kevin Sorbo. No, a lookalike to Sam Raimi. He was in. Oh, uh, was he was say, one that of the characters made, in Xena. That would have made old Sam feel pretty bad about himself. He'd be like the Danny DeVito of twins. Did Samuel direct any of the episodes? I don't know. We'd have to Wikipedia that shit up to find out. I don't out. want to do that. That seems no. like a lot of work. Yeah. 
Italicus. But that's not what he says. So I was like, what does he say? And I'm looking this up, and the lyrics, now the lyric sites, they kind of have, they kind of more or less have fallen into two different categories. Some say, I want to play with pelicans from here to Baghdad. Oh, I don't know about that. Which doesn't really make sense. Well, nobody wants to do that. Let's face it. Or it says, I want to play with pellet guns from here to Baghdad. They're nasty birds. Which still doesn't make sense. They're a a dirty, nasty bird. No, if he was going to... If what I know about Wyclef is true, and I like to think it is, he's not playing with pellet guns. Right. At At least not in the 90s. He's got the real shit. Right. So I went through a phase of trying to figure this out. I, I, I would, you know, listening to the song wasn't too helpful. I looked at He's the gonna lyrics. He's going to put a bullet in your bubble up. goose. What's that? He's going to put a bullet in your bubble goose. Right, exactly. Pistol nozzle into nezu. Doo-doo come out your anu. But. Wyclef <laughs> <laughs> is the shit. Yeah, he's pretty good. Anyway, but, you're looking it up. I'm sorry. I mean, he's no I keep Lauren interrupting Hill. you. I'm no, so I'm not sorry. Looking it up. Well, no, no I was he's no just Lauren trying Hill. to figure this out. But like, Let's yeah. not be ridiculous. So I, I found the Pelicans. I found the Pellet Guns. I was looking up like live performances to see if I could make it out and just couldn't. And there's yeah, just not, some, I don't know. It's weird. Sometimes you can like sort of like carve away a little bit and get more if yeah. they're in a particularly vulnerable moment in a live performance. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shit, he actually said the word instead of trying to fool us all. Yeah. Whatever it is he says in there, I don't know. So, Wycliffe, if you're listening, let us know. Oh, my God. You don't have a resolution to this. No. Fuck. Write us up, Wycliffe. Wycliffe. Don't be an asshole. You can go to gutterballs.tv. You're not doing much Fill it out. Send us. What's he up to? Nothing. He hasn't released an album in 20 years. Give us a... uh, Shout out. Give us... Well, give us a review on iTunes, Wycliffe. Please, Wyclef. Or even if you're not Wyclef, give us a review on iTunes. Just make it three or four stars. Everything no, else is boring. No, make it five stars. Don't do that. Give us that how much you in. want. You feel we deserve. And if you feel five, give us five. Don't temper just to try to be cool like Adam. Please temper it to try to be cool. Just don't give us two. That's the only unacceptable rating that you can give the show. Because two is hurtful, you know? Uh, like a one-star review, you can be like, all right, well, they're just haters. They're trolls. Just blip, you know, blip. Oh, fuck this shit. Blip. You know, it's whatever. I can get over that. A three-star review, I think, is pretty damn good. A four-star review, holy shit. Five-star review, it's like, all right, didn't really care. So three or four is good. Two, though? Wycliff, don't give us a two-star rating. You know, just tell us what you said it's not italicus it's not pellet right. something there's another one um yeah here it's in the same song actually i have the lyrics up here so there's another lyric here that i misheard chug a lug the strawberry man is driving me crazy exactly that's what lauren hill she <laughs> raps about chug a lug and i'm like why are you doing that? And it, but she really is talking about uh, our friend Donnie Karabatsis, Stephen oh. Basimi. Is she? 
No, she's not. She's uh And Italicus is not Metallica's dad, right? No. No. Nope. Grandfather? Metallo. Metallicus. 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 Metallica. Well, you know, that's interesting to point out because Metallicus would be the the male form of the word and Metallica would be the female form. And you'd think those guys would be too, uh, you know, gender rigid, homophobic oh. to be calling themselves Metallica, really. Do you think James Hetfield is homophobic? Not now. I think he's changed with the times. You think he was, though? They I think he I don't think he had a deep-seated like hatred like I'm going to campaign politically against the rights casual, of, of homosexuals casual but yes, homophobia casual homophobia like dude get away I'm not gay kind of thing right. or like sure. a, what are you gay like when someone is you know doing something riding a right. horse or something yeah you don't go riding horses Kirk Hammett does he has a lot of horses but does he really yeah well, we'll have to. Uh, I know a lot Lars. about Metallica, man. We're gonna have to sick Lars on him. He'll cure him of that horse sickness he's got. And then there's another one. Um, the drummer died, but they got a new drummer. Um, who was the drummer that didn't the drummer die in the bus accident? No, that was the bassist. Oh, the bassist. Who's the drummer? The drummer is Lars. Oh, Lars. I thought Lars was... See, I got it all turned around. Yeah. Um, who, who was the drummer that died? In Metallica? Yeah. And, and the drummer never died. Lars is still with us. Who's the bassist that died? Cliff... Burton? Burton? I thought that was ACDC's drummer. Maybe ACDC's drummer is also named Cliff Burton. You know, weirder things have happened in the world. I guess... That seems pretty weird. I, I know very no, little Metallica. about It's definitely Metallica. Who's ACDC's trash boats pulling his hair out right now, probably. Uh, um, so who took over drumming? You mean <laughs> basing? Basing duties after that. Um, um, he died in Sweden. Can't think of the guy's name. I can picture his head. <laughs> well, but he eventually left the band also, and then got Robert replaced. Trujillo. Well, he got replaced by him from Suicidal Tendencies, and that happened in the scale of my life relatively recently, like in the like maybe right. fifteen yeah. years ago, like in the in it was in this millennium. Oh, I was going to say. I believe that happened recently, like 1996. Yeah, no, it's recently like 2001 or something. That is recent, though. That's pretty yeah. fucking recent. Yeah. Um, let me see. Um, oh, Dave Mustaine. Look at this guy. Well, he was in there at the very that. beginning. They yeah. kicked him out. Wait, what did he go on to do? Megadeth. Of course. Um, oh, Ron Mc McGovney. Ron McGovney. I don't know that name. Jason Newstead. Jason Newstead, yes. That was, yeah, he was in there for a good bit. So really, it's only been Lars and Hetfield the whole time. Hammett, almost. Yeah. Almost, but not quite. Mustaine well, Hammett came in after Mustaine. Is that the idea? Yes. Yeah, but they were super early when that. Oh, yeah, super early. Super the, early. I mean, like, did they even, did Mustaine even, uh, no, this is know. embarrassing. I don't know, but did he even play on their first album? 
Well, he was in the band 82, 83, so probably. Yeah, he may have played. He may have, like, gotten them to their first album, but I'm pretty sure it was probably, like, while they were touring. for the, Like, it was really early on. Yeah, it's kind of like the Tommy Shaw, John Karluski phenomenon where, you know, modern era of sticks starts with... <sighs> I mean, it starts with Crystal Ball. Tommy played on that. He recorded music with them. But really... It's like there is sort of a gray area because Equinox, I consider that a like they kind of stepped out of the muck and the mire of those first four albums, even though I love them, into a new era. Kuraluski was still recording for Equinox, but when they went on Equinox tour, he's like, fuck it, I'm out. And Tommy played on the tour for that album, but wasn't involved in obviously any of the recording. Maybe that's like sort of the Dave Mustaine, like, well, but opposite. He recorded, um, what was their first? Kill 'em All? Kill 'em All. But actually, he didn't even make it to recording that album. How is that possible? He just didn't. He was part of the band before they even got there. They didn't have any songs? Well, they had maybe songs. They were playing like clubs and stuff, but before they got a record deal and got him to record their first album, he was already, uh, they already, they already kicked him out for having like a raging alcoholic and drug addict. Why did they care about that? Well, I think he just wasn't. Well, here's so here is what uh, Brian Slagle, owner of Metal Blade Records, recalls in an interview. Dave was an incredibly talented guy, but he also had an incredibly large problem with alcohol and drugs. He'd get wasted and become a real crazy person, a raging megalomaniac, and the other guys just couldn't deal with that after a while. I mean, they all drank, of course, but Dave drank more. Much more. I could see they were beginning to get fed up of seeing Dave drunk out of his mind all the time. Now, was he drunk out of his mind when they were, like, performing? I I don't have an answer to that, but... Um, um, he may have been given it seems like he had a, a major problem and they had to kick him out shit man um, but then I guess he got his shit together and did Megadeth did it they only have 10 albums Metallica yeah I okay I mean I mean after the Black album I completely Wikipedia. 100% lost track of them so Black Album being their self-titled Metallica. Yes. That was 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. That was only half of their catalog. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised it's only half, like you said, because that was 26 years. So in 26 years, they only made five more albums. Correct. That's what I'm saying. About one like, every five years. They were so phenomenally successful that they don't even have to. They just whenever they feel like it, you know, doesn't well, matter. I mean, people are showing up to there. I mean, they're still, I think, probably, you know, selling out massive oh. crowds. Oh, sure. People Anywhere just want to hear the classics. They don't want to yes. hear the new stuff. Fuck no. I remember, remember at 123 High, they were doing like, what's her name was singing on the album. And they, I don't even remember the songs, but like they were in heavy rotation on like MTV and shit. But there was a bit of a, there was this load reload. Yes, that's what I was going to say. That when they were on heavy, that time period, that was the load time period, which was just, 
I, I don't know what I think very, if I listened to it now well, at the time. It was an you abomination. You were very disgusted by it at the time. And I was like, what? What's the problem? It's all right. You like the rest of it. Why don't you like this? But it was like, ugh, this is new Coke. Fuck right. this new Coke. You know, it's like, I mean, it's not really, it's probably not that different. Well, but that's the thing. The Black Album was new Coke. And... But it was awesome. It was like, wow, this is new well, Coke. Sure. But I, it wasn't new Coke. It was Sprite. It was like, okay, I love this Coke. And I'm like, well, try this. Something completely different. And it's like, wow, fuck, this is like Sprite? Okay, I don't know what this is. But, oh, wow, this is really good, too. I love it. Or was it Dr. Pepper? It might have. It's, it's like a dark soda, you know? And maybe Load was Sprite. And you're like, no, what the fuck load was like, was like diet cheer wine, diet cheer wine. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> it was the yeah. load. I cannot get behind You're supposed to be the nice one. They even did like, yeah, it was just no good. But uh, did they ever get back on track? I don't know. Maybe I will say this. You tuned Death out. Magnetic. Which is an album, I'm not sure at this point how long ago it was, five years, ten years ago? What is it called? Death, Death Magnetic? Magnetic. It was nine years ago. Nine years ago. Well, maybe about four years ago, I noticed someone writing about Metallica and mentioning that album, saying like, you know, yeah, they're complete shit, except for they did this one album that was like a love letter to fans that loved, you know, their old Master of Puppets and... Ride the lightning era. They did this death magnet. Oh, they, I had no fucking clue they did that. Death magnet, huh? I listened to it. I'm like, yeah, I can totally, I can get behind this. They went back to make, like, yeah, let's make an old classic Metallica album. I don't know, man. Like, okay, somebody wrote that review, fine. But I'm going to have to go through this catalog and see because I think, like, you know, we're in our 40s now. I think our maturity has a little bit to do with that like you realize that these are dudes who are like what in their 50s now and like they're just you know they're making fucking music you know right and so we're not as judgy right and you know and maybe i could like it the way i might be like oh yeah like a three eye blind song third eye blind i can be like yeah I'm not really into this band, but fine. Oh. It's kind of catchy, and I'll like it. But it's a not li- <laughs> a license to three eye blind. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I'm not gonna be like, yeah, this is the fucking dope shit that it once it's was. It's not the dope shit. But even the three, the license to three eye blind song, like those are like musicians. They're artists. They're creating their shit. And we don't have to be so dismissive. That's true. Right off the bat, because it doesn't happen to like fall within our little like ideas of what's good and what's not good. We can still recognize, like, yeah, all right, I get it. Not I for me, but I get. Kind it. of agree with that. I mean, to me, all right. So to make it a sticks analogy, right? So here we go with the renegade. In, we've gone in depth with sticks one and two. Where yeah. it's much more like classic Rocky, right? Like dun da da dun da da dun da da dun dun da da dun da da dun da da dun dun da dun da da you know Rocky da dun da 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 you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I'm not sure if you're selling it the best way possible, but 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 so and then there was like they went through different phases, whatever. 
I mean, I had the Rocky soundtrack on eight eight track. I don't know if that's the best example of like do 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 dig it back do 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 of classic rock. You know, right, right. Okay, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Fuck it. Well, like, we had the classic rock sticks, but yeah, they turned into sticks, something else, and they went on to something else, and then they went on to another thing. I they feel did. like the other thing is not good. They jumped. The third thing. Metallica jumped right to that third thing. It's they didn't like, have a second thing. It's like, oh, wow, I, I love Metallica. They're this awesome, like, heavy metal band. Oh, here's their new album. And all of a sudden, it's Mr. Roboto. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Yes. You went yes, right from this to And it's like, I don't, there's no bridge. What are they doing? But it's not even like Mr. Roboto. Because at least Mr. Roboto, as much as it is a glorious, glorious, flame out laughing stock failure really they were doing something interesting they were trying something i can really again like you said recognize like they're trying to make music they're trying to do art they're trying to push the boundaries you know and sometimes when you do that some shit fall flat on your face yes and that's what they did but fine i can respect that whereas it was it's much more like metallica just went from doing metallica to doing third eye blind or something like just like we're just gonna do this now hmm. it's like what i don't see know. i mean I, i'm going off of your words because right I, I don't know metallica's catalog so i'd be interested if i did a listen through their catalog i'm gonna start that tomorrow all right if i would experience it in the same way like i'd notice that jump that like boom it's like we're this one thing and now we've evolved in like We've skipped phase two and we evolved to phase three. Just boom. I'm curious what you would think as well. I'm not the world's biggest Metallica fan, but they're well, that right, will give you, you a know? good. They'll give you a good uh, objective viewpoint, though. Yeah, I kn- I know the the radio hits basically. Okay, here's the sticks example. I gotta King refine nothing. my example. King nothing is the song I was thinking of. And Anne, what's her name? I think she slept with Mick Jagger or something, and she's swinging on a swing or something. Isn't that that famous groupie? Yes, Marianne the famous Faithful. Groupie. Marianne Faithful, right? She's on in the music yes. video. Wear your crown, King Nothing. That sounded like Metallica to me. What you just did sounded kind of like Metallica. Yeah, that's that's what it sounded like. Yeah. Anyway, sticks and Alan. Let's get back to the real. Here's show. what it is. Okay. You have early Metallica, which is like early Sticks. Sticks awesome. one, Sticks two, Love Serpent, it. Man of Mirror. Yeah. Serpent. I cut it off at Serpent. Okay. Honestly. Well, I'll, I'll give. I'll, fine. I'll give you that. Serpent is rising. Uh huh. Then you have the Black Album, which is like, this is really weird and different, but also kind of the same, but also actually just pretty fucking awesome. It's, it's like all- if Metallica was to make be, be, do more, I don't know. I'll just say that's more like this middle sticks. They had one album of that. So that was like their Grand Illusion or something. Right. But meanwhile, Sticks had Crystal Ball, Grand Illusion, Pieces of Eight, and Cornerstone. Right. And Paradise Theater. They had a five right. album sketch. Right. Where they did one album of that where okay. it's like, okay, this is different. It shouldn't be by any rights any good. Because we loved the old classic rock sticks, and now they're doing this weird Broadway sticks. But 
it's still awesome. I mean, it Somehow. wasn't Broadway sticks until Paradise Theater. Well, we'll have to get into that more deeper in Six of Stones. But yeah, maybe I'm making too broad of a generalization. There. It was prog rock, but it wasn't Broadway. Dennis DeYoung literally released an album called <laughs> Ten on Broadway in like 1990, yeah. 92 or something. So fine. They went from classic rock to prog rock, we'll prog say. Prog rock, yeah. And that's kind of like they did their Black album. That was like their weird prog rock attempt. Like an algae to sticks. Then they jumped, not to Mr. Roboto, but they jumped to Styx's cover of... Oh, stop it. Of, I of, am the walrus. I am the walrus. That's what they did. They like went to that. And, and it's that, like, what the fuck are you doing, guys? And you're saying when they jumped to Styx's cover of I am the walrus, that was what album? Load. Load. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm probably being way too well, harsh. Crown King, not that one. King Nothing is. To be honest, I don't even know. I remember the song King Nothing, kind of. Is I am the Walrus covered by Sticks? I think you're being a little harsh, man. <laughs> harsh on who? Sticks? On Metallica. Oh, maybe, maybe I am. But that was. I'll just say this. That was the effect. That was the emotional effect on me of that album. I think that you were like. In your second or third year of college, and you were very smart, and you knew things, and one of the things you knew is that this Metallica wasn't the Metallica that you knew and loved. Yeah. That's what I think was happening. I mean, you had, so you right. had songs like well, Ain't My that's Bitch. that's true. But the question my is, bitch, is the new that's Metallica a classic. the cover of I Am The Walrus, or is the new Metallica Mr. Roboto? It's nothing. It's neither of those. It's like... <laughs> It's whatever Styx is doing now, probably. Well, right now they're doing the cover of uh, I Am The Walrus. No, that was like fucking 10 years ago. Yeah, already. but that's still like their most recent hit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're selling the seats for. Well, hey, Metallica was on Song Exploder recently, like within the last six months or something. Which song did they explode? Well, I'm going to tell you. Um, let me see. Bleep, 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 the fuck are you, Metallica? Sleigh bells. That's not what I want. Um, they were on episode 93 of Song Exploder, and the song is Moth Into Flame from their 2016 album. So that would be a good place to start. Yeah, I don't no know the idea. song. I forget what it sounds like, but I listened to the episode of Song Exploder, which is consistently awesome. Listen to Song Exploder, the podcast, everyone. I mean, you can just... Here's the YouTube link. I you like know, the video uh, already. You know, oh, you're, you're checking out the Moth to Flame thing? Yeah. Adam, I just have one thing to say. My lifestyle determines my death style. <laughs>